Welcome to Tiny Town Library. Thanks for joining us. We're coming to you straight out of the library with town news, community updates, book recommendations, and an interview with a local person of interest who is going to be here in 20 minutes. So we got to talk oh, fast. Oh, man. Uh, talk. My Keep name those is. children out of here. That's right. No patrons, no please. No patrons. Um, my name is Bonnie. I'm the director of the Dayland Memorial Library. And with me today, I have Joanne, our children's program director. Hello. And Amy, our interlibrary loan specialist. Hi, everybody. How are you? I'm all right. Doing our all right. special guest coming in is Earl Rich. I'm hoping he's late today. So he's we always early. <laughs> we always talk about Earl as if he's just like a character, and he is. But mm-hmm. we finally got him to come in and sit down and talk to us. So um, we're going to buzz through uh, the beginning end of or the beginning of the podcast. And if we have to pause and do Earl and do Amy at the end, we'll sure. just figure it all out if you don't okay. mind. All right, so much to talk about. Um, last time we gathered, it was right before a town meeting, and it felt like winter was never going to end, and it is the absolute gorgeous spring outside right mm-hmm. now. So we survived winter. We survived town meeting. Um, I'm just going to talk about it outside really quick. I drove by the cemetery this morning, and all the leaves on the trees are starting to like push out early and it's so gorgeous out and the daffodils and the tulips it's like everything is punching out at the same time instead of normally how it phases Mm -hmm. it's Um, gorgeous yeah it's gorgeous out and it was 84 degrees on Friday, and I know Amy went to the beach. <laughs> That's a rule. Um, fun fact about Amy, if it's over 70 degrees, Amy's you, at the beach. She is at the beach. She is Bye. reading. Um, I thought it was interesting. I saw your picture that you even bothered to put the pop-up tent up to shade yourself. I did, because I knew it was going to be so hot, and mm-hmm. I hadn't acclimatized to the weather yet, so I thought... Yeah, it was like too hot. too hot to sit in the sun mm-hmm. without it. I was so glad I brought it. I needed it. It was yeah. gorgeous, gorgeous. So what has happened is the grass has started to grow. Like everything's just oh, happening it's suddenly so quick. My favorite color green outside. Yes, mm. it's suddenly. So that's mm. gorgeous. Um, so we're embracing that. Spring has arrived. And we're going to do a quick recap of town meeting, if that's even possible. Okay. We could talk for hours and hours. And we have been talking for weeks and weeks about what happened. But mm-hmm. So our audience, who is not from Mount Vernon, um, if anyone's out there listening, and for our people who are in town, we'll just quickly recap. It was a tremendous turnout. 508 people showed up to vote on at least one article one. So mm-hmm. we, we have the head count based on that. There could always be more people in the room. But... Those were the number of voters that voted on War Article, whatever number it four. was, four, four for the new library. Um, our boss, Cindy Raspler, went up to the microphone, gave a great presentation, five slides on the history of the project and how much it was going to cost everybody and really pitched um, a strong warrant for a new library. And then not a lot of people went to the microphone to kind of talk. You're allowed to go. Right. The moderator moderates the conversation and gosh there wasn't a Mm. lot of talk it felt like people had already made up their minds well people that um were library supporters said to me afterwards that they were going to go up but they felt so confident that Uh they thought why do i need to go up everybody in the room feels the same way i heard that so Mm -hmm. many times it's true yeah and um we will have there was a gentleman who went to the microphone and said some misinformation about the library Mm -hmm. and I regret not going up and correcting him now, but what he said was so inaccurate that, and people kind of laughed at him. So I felt like everybody in the room knows that there's more than 25 people who use the library. I mean, he literally said that. Only 25 people use the library. And 
our library assistant who had run the library that day, she does our statistics, mm-hmm. which we have daily here. And um, she said, I should have gone to the microphone because I just did the statistics that said 45 people had been at the library. Like that and they day. Called, we closed early. And we closed early. Well, again, you know. Hindsight's 2020. Hindsight's 2020. So we learned a lot of um, things at town meeting, which is you got to show up and vote. We had quite a few people who came mm-hmm. after the fact. Um, and we're doing the podcast, so I'm going to pause you. <laughs> One second. All right, we're back. Our good friend Angela was just in dropping off some treats for us. Um, we were talking about things that we learned from town meeting. Right. And after, uh, so the vote, here's the vote. 283 people voted yes for the library and 230, I'm 283 <laughs> yeses that was 56 percent of the yeah. vote 44 percent voted no right but we needed we needed 60 percent yes and we got 56 percent so we had the majority but just not quite enough so it was um that warrant article failed this year mm-hmm. but really good feedback afterwards positive yeah. negative just like so much more information about why people voted yes and no and the trustees um are taking all of that to heart so uh, usually warrant articles in New Hampshire do not, big ones like this, don't always pass the first time. Mm-hmm. And so you get a second chance. Obviously, we'll be going back to town meeting next year because right. the project, well, maybe you don't know that. But of course, we're going back next year. Um, you know, many years to design the building, tons of money to support it. You would want to go back a second time um, and use kind of the feedback to alter the project if you can so. Certainly. So the so the year should be taken to listen and try to decide um, what things could be done differently, what things could be changed, and continue to try to raise more money. Exactly. So if you, mm-hmm. if it's all about the money, um, the Mount Vernon Library Charitable Foundation has committed to raising even more money. So I'm on that board, and do you know we're raising money right now? You know, I did. Do you know how? So It's kind of funny. But it's, it's kind of funny. So um, before town meeting, the foundation had got their name on a list for New Hampshire charitable gaming. Mm-hmm. So in the state of New Hampshire, if you gamble here, yep. 35% of the proceeds that any casino or gambling establishment has, has to give the money to a charitable organization. Is it easy to get on that list? I do not think it, it is. It is not easy to get on the list, but somehow we magically ended up on the list for April and mm-hmm. June, which is so great. That's wonderful. Uh, we met with one of our uh, senators, and they were like, let's see what we can do to get you on the list. And so we applied, and it's passive fundraising. Whoever goes to gamble, we did, they just have to give this money back to a charitable organization. So mm-hmm. um, rumor has it it can be like $30,000, thirty to $60,000. So mm-hmm. we're very excited. We have... Uh, five dates in April, which are right now, and then five dates in June. And if you're the gambling type, I'm not. But if you are, head to Phil—it's called Philatimos mm-hmm. in Manchester on Willow Street. And if you play poker or any other gambling, you can go there. You can just go and play Keno, I guess. Huh. So we're all going to go in June sometime. We're going to put a date on the calendar. We, we are. Yeah, we didn't fun. do it in April um, because we just weren't familiar with how it all worked, and we knew we were on the schedule. So the foundation will make a bigger deal about the the okay. June week. But so there's feedback for people who said raise more money. 
Um, we've also had a ton of grants out there that mm-hmm. if even one of them comes through, that would mm-hmm. be amazing. So the um, trustees came forward with half the money for the library project, which mm-hmm. is extremely generous. I think there is a communication problem with the public-private funding of this project mm-hmm. because no other project in town has um, been able to raise this right. type of money privately. Right. So um, you should you should not look in my opinion, you shouldn't look at these donations as gifts, gifts as like elite people are just trying to, you know, get their name on something. It's it's no. not that. No. Um, these are not elite people. They're your neighbors and they have made a donation towards libraries, you know. Yeah, and, some are big and some are small. Like mm-hmm. I've right. given, we've, my family has given over and over and over again in small amounts. Correct. And we've like done without things like we've made like okay i i don't need that rug i've been saving for like i like i'm not an elite person and well we have leveraged my husband's company does matching so we've leveraged other people's money Mm -hmm. like literally not our money but if my husband's company wants to give a hundred percent match to our donation take it right so maybe better communication on where all this money is coming from the naming rights strategy um, I think people literally think the fireplace costs $50,000. No, it does not. You mm-hmm. know, it could be more or less, but the naming rights opportunity for that particular item is $50,000. Mm-hmm. So you can't just say, take the fireplace out because yeah. it it's a fundraising technique and the person who gave money for the fireplace is proud and looking mm-hmm. forward right. to seeing right. maybe their name or maybe not. could be completely anonymous, you know. Right, there were a lot of anonymous uh donations certainly for um sponsorship of different rooms so i'm advocating for the foundation to um get out there into the community and offer some information nights Mm -hmm. about you know what it means to be a donor and where that money goes and and how the foundation functions because they've raised a tremendous amount of money outside of this community they you know most libraries are like oh my gosh how did you do that and they send us emails like hey can you help us get the neh grant Right. So speaking of the NEH grant, um, the National Endowment for the Humanities grant, extremely generous. That's not a private person. That is a grant, and they are matching these donations. So mm-hmm. we don't want to give that money back to right. NEH. They'll right. just pick another winner. Right. So we want we don't want to leave any grant money on the table. Um, voting yes for the project next year is securing all of that money for the project. And it is an honor to be an NEH grant winner. So maybe a little more communication about all of that going into next year. And we have a whole year to we do it. We have a whole year. And, I, and year. I, I do want to say this, that getting a supermajority is hard, mm-hmm. but it's hard on purpose, right? Yes. You don't want to uh, be shoving something down uh, the mm-hmm. t- taxpayers' throats, right? Correct. You do want to have... A super majority. We were close. The support. It was yeah. disappointing, but you know we are listening and we are doing our best. And I and I do believe that this is a need for a lot of people. Absolutely. So, and the, this small community um, libraries uniquely serve the underserved and the overserved. Like you don't really need it. Good for you. But there's <laughs> right. plenty of people in this community. I think uh, we have seen that the socioeconomic range in this town is high low, mm-hmm. right? So um, uniquely, this town has one school, one church. We have one of everything. Mm-hmm. And this library, we have absolutely outgrown. And um, someone said, they're not trying to build a library. They're trying to build a community center. And I thought, well, that's what libraries are, you know, <laughs> like know. 
there's just yes. some confusion about services, mm-hmm. modern libraries and the services they provide. So in addition to books and free internet and information, it could also serve as a place for the community to gather. And how dare we call it a community center. <laughs> but we won't call it a community center because it's okay to be a library that brings the community together. Right. Yes. And um, that's well how said. it was designed. So um, just with an open heart, everybody. And town meeting season is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You're not going to get an apology for things that were said and done because people just you know, in the heat of the moment. Well, there's a lot of fear there. So, when, yes. yeah, people act uh, poorly sometimes when they feel threatened. Yes. yes. So, to all the people that said the ugly things. <laughs> okay, so out of that, whatever, I, um, you know? I'll be pitching to the trustees tonight the idea of uh, community conversations. Mm-hmm. So we shouldn't wait to have these community conversations right before town meeting. Right. Uh, sometimes it falls on deaf ears, it creates anger, and we're not getting anywhere that way. So uh, I'm proposing a once a month community conversation broad topics right Mm -hmm. like um let's talk about town events like do we have enough do we need more is there enough i would love to do a whole community conversation about volunteering right Mm -hmm. i would like to have a community conversation about the village school turning into the middle school like there's going to be a committee talking about this but we don't need to be on a formal committee to have a community conversation that's open to the public right and um it can have surveys and feedback but I, I thought it was interesting that our so, town social media page is kind of the only place where you can have a conversation, like short of showing up at a public meeting that's mm-hmm. pretty formal with an agenda. like Which people don't come to. They don't come to, right? right? So anyways, the tent's almost ready to go up in the backyard. Maybe our first community conversation will be in June, and mm-hmm. we'll pick a topic that's kind of neutral, but that really needs to be discussed, like mm-hmm. volunteering, right? Yeah. That's a, yeah. we don't have a... A volunteer coordinator in town and we expect all these volunteers to show up and help with everything but there's no place for them to like go and volunteer so look i'm already having the community conversation but the community's not here but we'll see how it goes so anyways town meeting um was it was what it was and we fell short but we're excited to come back next year and i know that the library trustees met the day after to yes. recap it's like childbirth you shouldn't wait too long to talk about what happened or you'll be pregnant again <laughs> i know I, I went to that meeting and i was so i was so glad to go because i was very sad after the meeting and i wanted to know what comes next yes. and um the the people that were running that meeting are true leaders and yes. i felt hopeful i felt like okay we have people that know what they're doing, and they're leading the show. And they had to put a statement out right away mm-hmm. because, um, mm-hmm. obviously, when you're holding millions of dollars of other people's money, yeah. they deserve a response. So the Charitable Foundation met and agreed to raise money. The um, Library Building Committee, um, which was never supposed to meet again because the project was going to you know, mm-hmm. go through, they've committed to another year. Mm-hmm. Everything that they can do to reduce the cost of the project, the Friends of the Library met to talk about their donation. So like everyone kind of met, and they're all on board to move forward for next year. So there's the good news. Good. There's the good news. All right, we're moving on to our next topic. Okay. Um, I was going to talk about the Friends a little bit, just really quick, because okay. at their meeting, uh, they are going through a phase of maybe rebranding. If you're a friend of the library, you're maybe used to what the friends do. They do a couple of fundraisers during the year. They've been supporting the same things um, like Halloween treats and the gardens and the summer reading program. But the book clubs. The book clubs. Mm-hmm. I think um, we have a new board, kind of new, and they're looking at their bylaws. And after the town vote, I think they were a little bit 
upset a little bit, Mm -hmm. but also like, hey, we had $42,000 invested in that project for a circulation desk, which they, you know, kind of put away gradually. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, like, let's say the project never goes through, right? The friends are going to have sit on a pile of money. And so, right. like, they kind of have to, If I mean, we're hoping it goes through to the project. But mm-hmm. um, they're evaluating why they do fundraisers and what that money goes to. And they should. Um, so they're meeting on Monday. If you um, are a friend of the library, jump in. If you aren't, you should join the friends. All mm-hmm. the money that they raise goes right towards back to the library. So that's exciting. Um, I want to talk about programs. Okay. We are coming up on a big week next week. Uh-huh. What's happening, Amy? Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? It's April vacation, and I think Joanne wishes she was going somewhere <laughs> no. warm and tropical. Oh, we all no, are going somewhere. Yeah. But We're going we somewhere. Going Where are we going? We're going somewhere magical. We are going Wizarding Week. Yay! Yay. What? How many years have you done it? Well, this is year four. It should be year six mm-hmm. because of the pandemic. But it's really year four. I'm excited it's only four. I know. Right? Because this is a good year. I know it's a good year. I'm excited. We're doing, um, we, we loosely uh, follow the books of the Harry Potter series. And this would be year four. So there's a Triwizard Tournament mm-hmm. to be had and a Yule Ball. And All right. Let's go back to fun. registration. We okay. put registration out. When do we do it? Seems like a long time ago. Was it end Seems of February? Like a long time ago. Yep. Yeah. It was just after February break, mm-hmm. and we filled up in twenty four hours. Awesome. And uh, how many campers do you have? Sixty eight campers. Awesome. And I loads of volunteers. I don't mm-hmm. even know how many volunteers right. so that many. we have. It's a real community uh, effort to put together this really magical uh, camp. Where is it going to be this year? It'll be in the Mount Vernon Village School community room, the NPR. Because there's no school. They give you the room. Right. That week is off. And we will be transforming that we that whole room starting this Friday. It's exciting. And it'll take a full weekend mm-hmm. to do of magic. And then the kids will begin their week with us a whole week, Monday through Friday. Nine to three every day. Um, this year, I got the spreadsheet from your lovely assistant, Lena. Yeah. Um, and it is like so organized, like minute She's by minute. She's very organized. You had a nervous yes. new parent say that her son thrives with structure. And I was like, oh, it's structured. <laughs> I'm like, if you think your kid's running around in a Harry Potter robe for six hours, you know, yeah. aimlessly wrong. It's super structured. Yeah, What's it, really it look is. like this year? What are they going to do? Oh, my goodness. Well, because of the Triwizard Tournament, They'll be not only they play Quidditch every afternoon, but now there is um, the Triwizard Trials three Ooh. three days, three afternoons a week, and we have two trips to Hogsmeade, which is a little wizarding community village. In case mm-hmm. you didn't know, um, so there's a dance too, right? There's a dance. There's a Yule Ball mm-hmm. happening. Next Thursday night, mm-hmm. dress robes with corsages and mm-hmm. boutonnieres. Thank you, Amy. And um, let's see, we've got some older kids, some middle school kids. We have a nice dozen of those that yes. are coming back, and they have their whole home program of things that they'll be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, we partner with the SAU 39 School District. Uh, provides our magical lunches. Thank goodness. Remember when we used to talk about um, yeah. 
bag lunches. Like, oh, yeah. we're going to do bag lunches. Mm. No, Ugh. this is so much better. Yeah, so I really Family feel like style. it's a whole partnership, a community, not only of Mount Vernon, but of Amherst, too. Mm-hmm. And we all work together to provide a really um, enchanting, enriching experience for many members of our community. Um, what's the youngest child that's coming this year? Second grade. Mm-hmm. So they're like eight or nine. This feels like Montessori, how you mix the kids' ages. I up. love the eight, the mixing of the ages. Me too. So, so th- we just have a couple of second graders. Our, the vast majority as third, fourth, and fifth. That right. is like the lion's share of the children. We have a few sixth graders, and then we've got a dozen middle schoolers. And then I have eight high schoolers that are really the camp counselors you would call them they're actually prefects but for if you don't know harry potter they're like our our camp counselors so they're keeping these little kids um moving 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 because there's schedule they have classes uh, activities potions um, potions herbology Mm -hmm. everything right care of magical creatures it's all good it's gonna be good yeah, and we have a lot of community members that are playing the professors. They'll be in costumes, and they have different personas. It's mm-hmm. a really good way for deep imaginative play, which is very good. No phones allowed. Everyone. No, there's no screen time available. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, this is a full imagination. Um, I would, I would challenge anyone to tell me that they have ever had an experience like this it just it just isn't it's true um one thing that went faster this year and i'm not maybe not at Mm. not faster but the trading cards last year that was an experiment every yeah (laughs) every professor has um literally like a baseball card with a little bio a little fun fact on the back who knew the kids were gonna love these trading cards so they're back this year we were talking about it was when we did it last year amy i asked amy um, if if we could do it, and of course Amy always says yes. <laughs> Amy always says, "Of course we can do it." And they, I want, and they looked good. And then I said to my husband at dinner one night last year, "What if they hate it? This is so much work. What if they hate these cards?" And he said, "Make them like it." talk them up and so I did and I might have talked them up too much because then they were like yeah fighting for the cards so (laughs) so um the cards are back this year with more uh, magical creatures and more uh professors new professors and so we've got the old ones Mm -hmm. and the new ones and we'll mix them in we trade them up yeah and the kids are loving those cards so you have to like like each professor will have a pack a deck in their pocket Mm -hmm. And you can like dole them out for something that impresses you, or if you mm-hmm. have um, like a trivia knowledge fact, you can throw them around. And the kids are trying to get get their sets mm, to get a whole right. set. It takes a long time. But, um, yeah. All children are in uniform at all times. Yes, I love that too. It kind of evens out the playing field. Everybody mm-hmm. knows what house everybody's in. Yep, and we it, have name tags. Yeah, it feels really um, organized in that way. We're learning a lot about manners, mm-hmm. eating together. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a parent worried about the menu, and <laughs> I said, "Well, feed them heavy at home, you know, <laughs> for <laughs> and, breakfast, right? Because they'll be eating what we're eating, and it's all deliciousness. You know, it's just not." It's not um, common chicken nuggets and french fries, I guess. You know, it's going to be. But there'll be chicken there. Don't worry. (laughs) Yeah, no, the food is great. Yeah, the food's good. The snack's good. The candy's good. And we also, and there's also um, 
fruit on the table throughout the whole day in case someone got hungry in between their chocolate, their first snacks, their second <laughs> snacks, their lunch. There's also fruit on the table all right. the time. It's so exciting. It's um, really fun. It's wonderful to have it back this year with no restrictions and just feel right. like um, everyone is so excited and so many volunteers. So I will yeah. say setup <laughs> is Friday. That is a chore and mm-hmm. cleanup is a week later on Saturday and that's mm-hmm. a chore too. So if anybody's listening and you just want to be part of that Wizarding Week experience and you don't have kids and you don't have a robe, um, come join us for setup and cleanup. It's just as important, mm-hmm. just as maybe more, right? It's right. hard to make magic. Sure. Right, because it has to look spectacular right and that doesn't happen overnight no absolutely not but i have to say um there is enough in storage uh (laughs) to transform the npr from a gymnasium to a castle and i know you have something new this year i do i want to give a shout out to our friends down at aegis the cardboard box factory they are geniuses um dan once again dan and craig made us something good what this is it this year? year? This year it's a candy cart mm-hmm. for my good friend Meg Baker. Um, I saw at the end of your driveway mm-hmm. this cardboard concoction that was brown when I drove by, and then I drove by again, and it's striped pink and white and bright it's, green. It's pink and green, my two favorite colors. <laughs> so good. And <laughs> I can't wait to see it. I've seen, yeah. I've seen the plain cardboard, so now I can't wait to see it's it. It's so good. very good. So that's exciting. Um, every year it seems like there's something new added that makes it even more magical. And yeah. um, I know that you probably want me to stop adding things to it. As long as we take away the yucky old stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My husband um, said, so what is going to be disappearing from this barn to keep this candy <laughs> cart? I'm like, mm. right. Um, because it's big. <clears throat> I think it's, it's time to recycle some of the rugs out, right? Like, to be honest, another year of these rugs in those rooms know, with all rugs. the feet. But I think there's rugs out there. We just don't ask. So okay. we're going to ask our community for their old throw rugs. Okay. That aren't so old, but um, it'd be nice to kind of um, freshen it up every year mm-hmm. with, with a little bit new. And I, I know you were looking at tents that had their own sides, so there wouldn't have to be so much fabric. Like, we'll see how that goes, right? Right. Right. Because it has to look magical. So it will. There's going to be supplies. Don't you worry. I am not worried. Okay. So, um, other programs that we're doing for spring, we have a full accidental month of May program. <laughs> accidental. Um, I like to reach out to community members, mm-hmm. uh, and we call them community educators. So I reached out early to a bunch of them to see if they were interested in doing something in May, June, were they July. All they all wanted to do May. Yeah. <laughs> so we have. Um, May Day, May 1st, is going to be super busy. Friends of the Library are coming in the morning to freshen up the gardens on May 1st, but it's also morning book discussion group that oh, morning. Right. And a lot of the women that are in morning book discussion used to be the gardeners for this library. Mm-hmm. So, um, of course, they've done their time. So I said, look out the window while we're doing it. So the Friends of the Library are going to come clean up while morning book discussion. And then in the evening, Sue Reese is coming. She's a florist, and mm-hmm. she's going to do May Day flower arrangements. And she mm-hmm. had this fantastic idea to do in a watering can. <laughs> and I, I trust her. Yeah, she's having a hard time buying the watering can. I'm like, you'll find Uh-oh. it. You'll find it. Um, <laughs> we're also doing on Mother's Day weekend, we're doing a make and take um, 
kind of drop-in Mother's Day crack. I like that. That's so uh, last year we did mini bouquets in mm-hmm. little glass Was that only jars. last year? It was only last year. Wow. God, it's um, like 100 years ago. Yeah, Pete King came in and gave me a bundle of Jill Weber's Mother Day cards that are from, is it Casa? Casa. 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 Mm-hmm. So not only are you going to leave with a little bouquet of flowers for mom, the card, this could not be easier. Dad, it's really fathers, fun. pretend Step you're in. going to the dump. <laughs> and or really go to them really, really go, go to, to the dump. she doesn't want to go on mother's day it's true bring your child here fill out a card make a little bouquet done and done yep. what else does the mother it's need? really fun so cute and on that same day so we're doing that from 10 to 12 and at one o'clock spencer levette he's one of my other community educators really wanted to do a program on intro to bees and beekeeping so he and his wife make honey really successful i'm so curious about that so we're gonna have a little honey tasting and we're gonna do beekeeping and that's going to um, fill out that weekend. And then the tent is coming. I am um, always at the mercy of uh, my good friends, the Pelletier Brothers. They own a um, kind of party company and they put tents up all over the place. So I'm putting a request in for the tent to be put up sometime the end of May and see mm-hmm. if they can get in here and get the tent up just in time for lap, what are you doing? Lap setting story time. Yay! Woo! I know we're back for a six week um, spring, <laughs> summer. Almost summer session Almost of summer, yeah. laps at story time. And we'd love to have it outdoors if the weather was good enough. So. Yes, I do like to go outside. Yep. It's just a little bit easier. So I happen to know the there. landscaper here, and I yelled at him this morning. It's my son. <laughs> and I said, hey, that grass is grown, and we got a bunch of sticks in the backyard, and we got to yeah. get the carpet all fixed. So he's uh-huh. going to take care of that. So Thank that you. when the, the tent um, people arrive, we own the tent. Yeah. But, you know, we can't put it up. They have these crazy tools that mm-hmm. dig the stakes mm. in, so we want to do that. Um, so that's good. Mm-hmm. And then to round it all out, um, I know it's not May, but National Library Week is April 23rd to the 29th, and we are going to be in full Wizarding Week mode. Yeah. But we are encouraging people to get their library cards that week because mm-hmm. I think we heard that at town meeting and the build-up to town meeting too. Um, if you're not using this library, if you're like paying taxes um, for this establishment you should have a library card and get member benefits such as the friends of the library just added two new library passes Mm -hmm. Um, strawberry bank and the seacoast science center are on there so maybe you're not using the library for books or maybe you are and you're just digitally streaming materials you never come in the building or you need library passes or you want to use the tent out back for a gathering of your liking let Mm -hmm. me know right or you need to have a meeting Um, We have meetings here all the time. This is a great space in town. So we're pushing library cards the last week of April uh, for National Library Week because I think it's to our benefit to get more people in the building to see just the limitations of it, but Mm -hmm. also the opportunity um, to attend a program and see what they're missing, right? Right. Uh, I took all that criticism to heart, and you know I love criticism. No, it's your favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite. So, but I'm I'm processing it. Um, You're in doing the, very well. I'm skipping through the stages of grief, mm-hmm. and um, I'm slowly getting to acceptance. But I know the project's not over. It's definitely a nap because we didn't come this far to just come this far, and there's just way too much at stake here to quit now. Um, millions of dollars and. And love of libraries is at stake. So uh, I'm looking forward to entering and cutting the ribbon at the new library. We just need another year. Another year. Right here. here. Um, Our guest is here. So I'm going to put it on pause one second. And then we'll be back with Earl Rich and then Amy's recommendations after that. All right. Thanks, everyone. Okay. Welcome back. We're here with our special guest and favorite person, Earl Rich. Yay! Good afternoon. Hi, Earl. Thanks for coming. 
you yeah. have dropped into the podcast before while we're taping. So oh, yeah. But it's not I'm, your first time here. I know enough to keep my mouth shut. And <laughs> I know you're quiet. <laughs> quiet. <laughs> not oh. this time. Loud and proud. By the way, I, I noticed we just celebrated National Librarians Day. <laughs> we did. I think it was on the 16th. I thought it was kind of odd because it was on a Sunday. When we're not working. I yeah. know. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I celebrated. <laughs> I'm doing nothing on Sunday, so there you go. Good for you. Good for you. I was working in the barn the whole oh, day. I'm sure you were. But it's okay. Everything's good. I have some questions for you, Earl. Sure. The first one is very important. We ask all of our guests. We want to know, how did you land in Mount Vernon? Well, you know, with a lot of men, it turned out to be a woman. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Carolyn and I, we met on a bike ride in Milford. Uh, we were both pretty avid cyclists, you know, doing a couple, 3,000 miles a year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's where we met. I didn't and know that. Through mutual friends, you know, we just kind of, things happened. Mm. And Carolyn was already living here, is that yes. correct? Yes, she moved here in 1980 mm-hmm. in a brand new house on Horton Road. Mm-hmm. So I, I attached myself, found a good <laughs> landing spot. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm sure you've transformed the house since then. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, you're a mad scientist, so of course you need a lab. Not so mad, but yes, I made a, a big workshop. And, you know, while, you know, the most expensive words in the English language are, while we're about it, why don't we? Yeah. <laughs> so we have this big room up on top of the, the shop, you know, with a hot tub and the windows all around. and it's, nice. pretty, it's pretty nice. It's beautiful. You have a pond there on your property. Yeah, that's a dug pond. Carolyn did that. She wow. did? Yeah. She did? With some mechanical assistance, of uh-huh. course. But yeah, that was one of the first things that she did. Are there fish in it? Uh, not now. There used to be a lot of goldfish mm-hmm. because oh. my neighbor had goldfish in the little brook that runs out of the pond. And the brook was drying up, so they said, we'll just let them free in the pond. Mm. They are a horrible invasive species. Oh, and, I've heard uh, you talk about The last one that. that came out of there, by blue heron, was over 12 inches long. Ooh, wow. And I think it weighed probably three or four pounds. You know, it was huge. Mm-hmm. But it was too big for the bird to eat. Mm-hmm. So I just left it on the bank. Oh, <laughs> so you don't so you don't like the goldfish in your pond because uh, they no pond because they they eat everything. Uh huh. So they drive out the native species and mm-hmm. and we have a couple of other ponds in town that have the same problem. But people put their fish in when yeah. they're done with them. Yeah, we'll give them their freedom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. That's too bad. All right. Well, I have a question for you. What are you reading right now? Anything good? Uh, yes, yes. We we finished uh, for our men's book club uh, a book about Ethiopia and Afghanistan. It was the Badass Librarians of Timbuktu. Yeah. Oh, is it good? Do you meet in someone's book. home or do you rotate? Where do you guys meet? Oh, we rotate and we stay in each other's homes. Oh, okay. How yeah. many... Um, Gentlemen, are I think in there are about six or seven of us. Oh, that's uh, a good amount. Yeah, and uh, the conversations go really wild. You feel, you know, the book is one thing, but everything else is fair game too. Sounds like a good book. Yeah. Oh, is it daytime great. or nighttime? Or? No, we, nighttime. We do it at seven o'clock once uh-huh. every couple of months. That's good. 
I was in a book club for years, and I liked I liked that. Yeah. Six in yeah, the evening. That's a good yeah, number. Nice. We're all compatible. We understand each other. Mm. How do you pick your books? The person who's hosting picks a book. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh-huh. next time, uh, I think it's, I can't remember who did it, but it's about uh, growing vegetables in Cape Cod. Mm-hmm. which is really pretty far a stream of where we usually go because it's usually science or you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. And this is, and I'm finding it a really, really good book. Uh-huh. There you, you go. Know, she's, she's very amusing, the, the writer, and all the travails they went through in establishing a, a garden on her property, which is mostly sand. Oh. <laughs> so it's quite a challenge. Uh-huh. What do you grow in sand? Not very much. Not cranberries. Cape <laughs> Cod, right? Right. Yeah, you know, really the native plants are best, but, mm. you know, with pouring enough expensive stuff on the land, you can make anything grow. <laughs> You're a gardener, though, right? Not me. Oh, I thought you were. No. No, Carol Well, then you'll gardener. have something to learn. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Very good. Oh, here's another question. Tell me what your favorite town event is and why. Oh boy, you know, they're all so good. They are. Uh, there's a toss-up between Lampson Farm Day and the Malvern Gala. Yeah, you yeah. Know. I would agree. Those are pretty good. Yes. Well, Lampson Farm, you're on that. I'm on the commission. Yeah, so. so. I have to mention that. <laughs> How long have you been on the commission? Over 20 years. Wow, so you, wow. that's a long time. You know, I stopped by one time. They were working, you know, getting ready, so I just stepped in and volunteered. You know, as I usually do things like that. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, I was on the commission. That's right. <laughs> That's how you get volunteered in town. Exactly. Exactly. And it's been great, really. We've gone through ups and downs, and uh, we've got a really good group right now. So yeah. I'm having fun. Well, I'm um, glad. The property looks beautiful, not to get off topic, but uh, I help with the garden out there, yes. and I ran out, oh, about between 4 and 5 o'clock, the, the golden hour out there is mm. the best in my opinion like yeah. i know it's pretty in the morning perfect for senior pictures perfect for senior pictures and just so relaxing and quiet and like the birds out there i don't know what the difference is but they're just like at home and they're just yeah. all over the house and like they don't care if you're there there's like swoop the swallows just swoop all over it's, it's just a pretty so mixed environment you know so birds can find a home anywhere out there yeah last time i was out there was this past sunday i think mm-hmm and we had a Lampson Farm trails cleanup. Day. I saw that. Yeah. yeah, we had 17 people, which mm-hmm. is really amazing. Mm-hmm. Little kids all the way up, you know, to seniors like myself. Mm-hmm. So we had a bunch of chainsaws, and we had a tractor, and we had you know, all kinds of good things going on. When I came back, it was interesting because there were a bunch of guys out in the big field across from his farmhouse doing uh, treasure hunting with metal detectors. Uh-huh. Did they find anything? Not very much, so I went over and explained why. Because a few years ago, we had the Boy Scouts doing a camporee out there, chamboree. And when they picked up their tents, they left a lot of the tent pegs in the field. And that field is hayed to feed cattle, you know, for Pomeroy's. Mm-hmm. So that's no good. You know, you can't have cows chomping down on a tent peg. So a bunch of people, John and Rico led the group, I think, and uh, laid out lines and swept that whole field. Wow. Make sure there was no metal there. They I found a lot of stuff. To, I bet they did. They found wow. a lot of uh, tent pegs. Not, not that many, but oh, you know, a lot of buttons and 
horseshoes and all kinds of stuff. Wow. I hadn't even thought about something like that, mm. what kind of damage that could do. do. Well, it's uh, potential damage, and we were aware of it in time. Mm-hmm. So uh, these guys came out pretty much empty-handed. One guy found a button, another guy found a little piece of metal, and he told, told us what it was, and I couldn't tell. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I explained to them why the pickings are so bad out there, Mm-hmm. I said, you know, anytime you guys want to come out, you know, you're welcome to it, but it's going to be slim pickings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe they would find something somewhere else, like on, oh, yeah. the, right. on the sledding hill the or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Do you have any uh, life advice you'd like to give us? Hmm. I volunteer for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, I have made a lot of good, lifelong friends. Mm. And... It turns out that doing things for other people comes back at you. It sure does. You know, I have sure. no problem. You know, if I have a if I have a work project, you know, where I need somebody on the other end of a board, you know, one phone call and three people show up. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's that uh, kind of a town, but you know, that's that's why, you know, I do so much for the town because, first of all, I love it here, and. You know, the people are just great. Wherever you move, if the place you moved from has great people and you had a lot of friends, you'll have the same thing wherever you're moving to. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just this kind of a attitude that, you know, is attractive to people and, you know, it makes for a great life for me. That's wonderful because, you know, sometimes people feel they're too busy to volunteer. Or they're new, too new. Mm-hmm. And they don't know, you know, how? the rules yet, mm-hmm. but how to find out the rules, you volunteer. Jump in. It's true. It's true. Right. Um, one of the greatest gifts you have given this town, in my opinion, is your photography skills. And it's kind of documentary style, so you're not stopping Joanne and I and saying, hey, pose for a picture, (laughs) or Amy and her family are attending an event. Somehow you seem to get the greatest pictures of families, and Mm -hmm. I use you as an example, because Amy goes to all of the events, and you can literally track her children's growth, watch them grow up, your your photos, and I also use it as a resource when someone special in town passes away and we need a good picture of them. It seems like you have that picture. Mm -hmm. And I hate to call it an obituary picture, but it's true. It's like somebody passes, like we needed Alice... um, Mary Alice, Mary Alice, Alice Miners. And I thought, well, I'm sure she was at... I thought of an event she was at. And then I went to your pictures to see if you got her like at the piano at that event. And, sure and of enough, course she did. Of course she did. Of course she did. And she wasn't looking or posing. It was just her just doing what she does. And so I really, I cannot thank you enough for that. And if people take it for granted or they'll say like, oh, that was a little event. You know, he didn't need to be there. But that little event could be the event where that person's picture is. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. Amy wants to pull, you know, a photo of her children from Christmas 2010. It's right there. And you have them beautifully cataloged on Flickr. But I know recently you put those all together for the town. You want to oh, talk yes. about that? You know, I've been uh, getting photos, photo albums from other people. And it's really interesting, the comparison, because between what I do and what other people do. A lot of other people, they take pictures of the event. I take pictures of the people mm. yes, at the it's event. True. It's true. That's true. That's, that's, that's 
it should have occurred to me a long time ago, but you know, it just didn't. Uh, I just got a set from someone and a lot of pictures of the back of people's heads <laughs> doing things, but you know, just <laughs> not the same. Not the, not the same. Mm -hmm. As far as the documenting of town events and things happening in town and buildings that change, you know, I try to do a lot of that. So I have made an archive storage system that goes out to many of the groups in town, like the library where they can be checked out, uh, the uh, firehouse, the town hall, historical society, all of those have been gathered. And it's about 54 gigabytes mm -hmm. of information, not only the photos, but also the scans that I've done for Lampson Farm and the Historical Society. And, you know, and anytime I get something interesting, it goes onto that thumb drive. It is so great. So I have mm -hmm. 10 128 gig hard uh, thumb drives. They're teeny tiny thing. You know, the the more that's in them, the smaller the package. <laughs> I don't know how they do it's that. It's a lifetime of work, <laughs> though. Yeah. It, it is. But once I have organized it and done it, then it's done. They will never be lost, especially if people can then take those and put them onto new media, no matter mm -hmm. what it is. So that even if the drives deteriorate, it'll be on other on Right, because you never know what's going to happen in the future. That's right. So, so putting out seven of these to different organizations in town means if one dies, there's a backup. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. off-site off backup, which is even more important. Right. Uh, it's, it's a lot of work, but most of it's done now. So each year I plan on upgrading, uh, you know, for everything that I've done this year. And I'll try to gather in these others and put the new information on for the year 2023 and 2024 and, you know, however long I can do it. Um, you always say, too, that you give your pictures freely so people can just use them. So if there's a fantastic picture of the town hall, it doesn't have, like, a watermark on right. it. No, no. Anybody can use it. Given freely and without restriction. Yes. Mm -hmm. I also want to advocate for you to get your pictures back into the town report. I know that Lori Brown, when she was the Selectman Secretary, yeah. tapped into you as a resource. And I really missed those pictures um, in our annual town report to kind of document what happened. And it used to be fun yes. when the town report right. would come out, we would open and see like, yeah. oh, which Halloween First kids? thing you scan mm -hmm. is the yeah. photo, right. photo I mean, maybe not the first, but like <laughs> the entertaining part of the town yeah. report. Well, we had a new person doing it this year. Yeah. So, you know, she can be excused. and For sure. But um, I want to make sure that... Now she knows the rules. <laughs> right. That, that she knows that your pictures are free for the taking and that, you know, a little yeah. splattering of what happened at gala and lamps and farm yep. day and i just thought it was always great fun to see if you made it made, like a did you make book. the town report did right? you make yeah. the town well i have a feeling yeah. she was kind of overwhelmed yeah you sure know, just, just dropped yeah. into that job sure so um looking back at town reports though all your work is there because a sampling of the a food. little <laughs> sampling of it but it was always good fun yeah. and um i don't know if there is there another photographer in town that is, that is apprenticing under you or are you i have for tried one? many times to get other people interested in doing it mm -hmm. and i've had a couple of people 
Uh, How many one. pictures do you take at our Spring Gala event usually It'll annually? be anywhere from 600 to 900. That's wow. a lot of pictures. And you edit them. Oh, yes. So it's a big job. We well, edit it down to less than 500. Wouldn't it be great if you could just hand that job to somebody? Oh, yeah. Just the editing part of it. So. Right. No. 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 <laughs> because <laughs> that's my personal touch. Interesting. It's true. It's true. And I have a system where it's pretty fast. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, the, the Easter egg hunt that we just had mm-hmm. you know i did those all in a month like three hours yeah that was oh, fast the turnaround was really quick but it was all you know consistent lighting and one of the things i can do when you know once i start editing if i get a sample page or a photo that's correct i can then apply those settings to every other page every other photo in oh, the entire series interesting. so oh. that does all the basic dog work and then it's just tweaking Tweaking, tweaking. Nice. Um, I know on, on Spring Gala Day, you're on a bike and you're like down at the start for the 5K run, but I, then down. I at can't the cover parade. everything, I and it's so frustrating. And Halloween, too, is a full street of fun. But sure. we are lucky that you are here to capture a lot of those pictures. The background is the library <clears throat> because of the lighting, I'm sure. Yeah. And who doesn't stop here for Halloween? So right. you're kind of getting sure. a glimpse at all the costumes as mm-hmm. they're coming in the mm-hmm. door. But it's a great record. Someone the other day was asking for Fang Fest, they were looking for pirate. Um, costumes oh. and I'm like well that's easy we just go into the Halloween pictures and see who was a pirate because I remembered Smart. someone's Very dad Smart. was a pirate <laughs> but it took me I had to go into your pictures to see who it was so. well you know everything is on those thumb drives now yes and the library has has one as well mm-hmm. and you know we've talked about having people check those out if they want yep so there's a lot of stuff in there that is not on Flickr mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, extra stuff, extra things that I covered, but you know, didn't really make it onto Flickr. Um, here's another job that people don't know that maybe you do: uh, the lighting of the Christmas tree in town. <laughs> do you want to talk about that crazy invention? Oh, that's a lot of fun. Yes. <laughs> so when when we were doing um, Christmas tree lighting together, the lights back in the day were the C nines. And it was many, many strings. And if you're unfamiliar with those, the electricity on them, they're crazy. And they would blow a fuse in town hall. One, like, one brick and everything is Yeah, there were dead. multiple <laughs> extension cords. So now, yeah. what are the lights? One switch, one outlet, LEDs. You know, they draw almost nothing. It all it's changed. Great. Yes. So it's also, that better. there's just a switch. Yeah. Like, um, just like an on and off light switch. Before, right. you had to kind of organize all these um, extension cords coming together right. at the same time during right. the countdown to light the tree. Oh, and so exciting. That, exciting that could be your greatest contribution. But for that, I do not want excitement. I want to just right. turn it on and it works. Right. I know you just want to put that switch. But um, that takes talent. That is something that is, um, you know, a gift of yours, electricity. Well, I do. A, I'm, a, I'm a maker. Mm-hmm. You know, I make mm-hmm. electrical, electronic, and mechanical devices. You know, just ask Joanne, you know, because a bunch of my stuff is going to be out there for Hogwarts Day. Yes, I'm waiting for her to come back to talk about that. She's, yes. she's so waiting the, on a You know, the flying owl, and this year I'm contributing a wand sorter. Mm-hmm. So the kid pushes one button on the front of this, and all the ten lights just flash in random uh-huh. across the top of these, these uh, holders that hold the wands. And it slows down, slows down, and it stops magically mm-hmm. you know one wand gets pushed out 
And that's the one that was magically chosen. The okay. one chooses the wizard. I want to talk about these ones. So in addition to being an electrician and a photographer, you're also an amazing woodworker. I do a lot of wood turning. Okay. Yes. And when Joanne first came to you to make wands, um, she had been to the um, Science Center down in Boston where they had kind of awful wands at their Harry Potter yeah. event. The plastic ones are terrible. Yes, and she challenged you to make them better, <laughs> and you did. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about the wood you used and what these wands kind of... How well, long does it take to make one of the wands for the kids? Uh, well, there's a lot of preparation in each step. Mm-hmm. So the total time is probably like... 40 minutes to an hour, perhaps. Per one? It might be that long. It could be a lot shorter. Oh, my gosh. And you made like 100 of them. Uh, total, yes. Yes. Over, well over. Well over. Yeah, I made about 50 this year. Is it all local wood? or Mostly. You... Okay. Mostly. That's magical, you know, anything, anything from black walnut to cherry, birch, maple, you know, figured maple. Uh, anything but softwood. Softwoods are no good for... Wood turning. For magic. For anything. <laughs> right. So it has to be hardwoods. Nice. Um, I noticed that they're all different shapes, too. It's not like you um, just put them into a spinning machine and they come out. It seems like no, they're, they're all very They're unique. all individually. Which is great, because those so, kids put their wands down. You don't want them to be right. exact or the same color. See, the wood has to talk to me. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's, it's magic. It really is. It's, oh, that looks pretty good. You know, I guess we'll keep that one. <laughs> and on the tip of every wand, what's added to oh, that? Oh, I have a little jewel, a plastic jewel, and that's for magic concentration. Excellent. So the wand is about three times as effective as it would be <gasps> mm-hmm. if that wasn't there. Exactly. It's a great detail. It's a great detail. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't notice it when you're, especially that wand mm-hmm. machine. Like no, if all the wands really. are sitting yeah. up all of a sudden, you get your wand, it's got a little green tip. The light just blue. catches it and kind of glints so good Um, those kids keep those ones Mm -hmm. they are keepsakes and they are art your art and um they should be very careful with them they're powerful Mm -hmm. i like making small fussy things Mm -hmm. you know celtic knots and inserts and well just know every one of those kids is going to have one of those wands in their pockets over there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and you're going to be there all week, right? Coming I'll in. be there. I might take a photo or two. One or two <laughs> pictures. Or, or thundered. Right, right. One or two hundred. <laughs> I know, because we don't know how long Wizarding Week is going to go on. And so all of your pictures are, when people ask me, how do you do it? I'm like, you, no one else can do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but no. it takes so many volunteers and so much talent. Sure. And um, everyone who's contributing to Wizarding Week gives their gift. And so I'm we just can't one, thank of, you one of many. There are so many people really contributing to make this work. Joanne is, is our leader. And basically, she just gets out of the way and let us do our thing. That's the beauty, yeah. right? Because <laughs> you can't be everywhere doing everything. It's no. nice to have the magic of other people. So. Yeah. All right, here's our last question in our, our, our interview. If you had to say a secret talent of yours, we know you have many talents, but is there a secret one? You know, I thought about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think probably my talent is to be able to read retain and apply that is a gift that's why i love libraries so much when i was growing up our schools in searsport maine were really not very good and i would go to the library twice a week was it little like this 
smaller. Smaller. Mm-hmm. And I would check out my eight books each time. <gasps> wow. Go home and read those eight books. Make sure I got them back. No wonder check you're a genius. Wow. Yeah. Was eight the limit? <laughs> yes. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. Do you remember your librarian's name? Did you this have multiple? Elsie Gilkey. There you go. See, she, Amy, you'll be remembered. She, she, <laughs> she was a, a spinster lady. Just, just had a hard life. Spent all her time taking care of her mother, Ooh. who was probably in her nineties at the time. Uh, you know, I really felt sorry for her, and I tried to help. You know, as much as I could. I was the librarian at times. You know, I learned that system. The library had to downsize because, just like this one, you get a new book, you got to get rid of an old one. Mm-hmm. Well, they had all these magazines and and old books, and they decided just to clear them out, take them to the dump. Wow. Popular Mechanics, Popular Science, Science Mechanics, Mechanics Illustrated. Mm, I wonder where those went. I wonder from, where those went. <laughs> from the middle, middle 30s mm. on up through early 1950s. So Harvey Brock, the guy who drove the dump truck, and you know I knew him pretty well. So I said, Harvey, just just drop him off at my driveway. <laughs> ah, there you go. So I have to thank him and my mother for letting me keep them, because I devoured those cover to cover. So from the 1930s on up through, well even now, I, I love magazines. Mm-hmm. I used to subscribe to 36. <gasps> And uh, wow. read everyone cover to cover. The influence of the wow. library, right? Yeah, really, really. That's exciting uh, because you are all those things uh, a scientist, a genius, <laughs> and it's so good to hear that you uh, started in a library mm-hmm. because that's what I think some people forget, you know? Uh, if you had to buy eight books a week, you certainly couldn't have done that. I and couldn't have bought the front page of any book. No. We were so poor. <laughs> right. And you are a genius and putting it all to good use now. So we thank you for coming in today. Um, yeah, thanks, Earl. That's the end of our questions. And we will see you in the castle next yes. week, sooner. Yes. We're starting on Friday. Um, I'll be there. Fun fact about Earl, he also has trailers that we often have to trailer use. Trailer and a truck. <laughs> a trailer and a truck. We're shuttling everything. You're our weekly garbage man. You're our book mover, and just we couldn't do it without you. So we really appreciate you. And I'm taking to heart your volunteering conversation mm. because it's true. It's how you get to know people yep. and become part of a community. Step up and step out and join in, right? And That's right. you've met so many great people, and you know everybody. Everybody knows you. Oh, yeah. So you know the problem is I know a lot of people. I don't know their names most That's of right. the time. You know, it's my advanced age. You know, the Bible has kind of been this way. You know, faces are more important than the names. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you're a very recognizable <laughs> character in yes. town. So in yes. the future, when you hear us talking about Earl, this is the infamous. Yes. Right? So thanks so much. We'll see you in the castle next week. Okay. We are off to Amy and her Amy? book recommendations. Okay. Bye. Thanks. You going to the dump? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Earl. All right, we're a little out of order, but it's important okay. that when our guest comes, right, we got to push our guest in. But most important of the podcast are book recommendations. So many people go into the show notes and read what you yes. say they should read. It's so. fun. I always love getting feedback and hearing about that. Excellent. Are we looking at spring books? What's out now? What are we? What are um, we? What should we be reading? A little bit of everything. So I always like to talk about books that I've read recently, and one that I did recently as an audiobook 
uh, by Rachel Joyce. So she wrote uh, The Unlikely Pilgrimage of Harold Fry. I think a lot of people wrote that. That came out a while ago. So another book that's related to that, she's described it as not a sequel, but it's sort of related, is The Love Song of Miss Queenie Hennessy. And I had never even so heard of it. So do you think it. characters cross over? It's, so did you, did you read the Harold Fry book? No, but I remember so, it was a book club type. Okay, yeah, so he's, so he's walking, it's like 600 miles across England to visit an, an old friend of his who is dying in a, like a uh, hospice care. And... So the, it's it, Queenie Hennessy is the person he's going to visit. So the love song of Miss Queenie Hennessy, it's her story talking about Harold is coming, walking across England to visit her. So you get you get her whole backstory Ooh. and and how she's tied in with with Harold Fry's life and and what how their lives intersected and okay. what that means to her and um, the reason that I read this now because that book probably came out maybe eight years ago yeah she just published in february of this year a book called maureen now maureen Mm -hmm. was the name of harold fry's wife so this is her we gotta have all three of these then it's yes it's her i don't want to say her version but it's it's her story as it relates to both harold and queenie so i thought oh i loved harold fry i want to read maureen's story but i needed to read queenie's first first so yes, yeah, so I read that. I loved so it. You go Harold, Queenie, Queenie, Maureen. Maureen. Yeah. All so right. Maureen just came out in February. Um, it has a beautiful cover, by the way. That was also very cover driven. It caught my eye. Okay. I'm gonna make sure we have yep. all three of these. Yes. So the, so that was great. Another series that um, I just read the third book. It's the Finley Donovan series by Ellen L. Cosimano. So Finley Donovan jumps the gun is the third one that just came out the end of January. Uh, the first one was called Finley Donovan is killing it. The second one was Finley Donovan knocks him dead, and if if these, these are, are good titles, they're it's very funny. It reminds me a lot of Janet Ivanovich's series, mm-hmm. the one one for the money with that, um, very much like that. But it's it's newer, it's fresher, um, it's it's just they're really really funny, and it's that it's so it's kind of a mystery, but and she's sort of solving the crimes, but very inadvertently. Um, a lot of bumbling. There's a lot of humor. I've really enjoyed those. Um, now the next book, this is probably the one and only time that I will say it's worth it to read the ebook. Ooh. And you, I don't know if you will ever hear me say that again. Never. So this is notable. Uh, Grady Hendrix's book, My Best Friend's Exorcism. Okay. Okay. So I've read a lot of his books. He's he's another one very Did funny. Did someone tell you to read the ebook? No, and it was it was just a complete accident. I have the physical book at home, mm-hmm. but I just I'm so busy with everything that I'm doing, and I've got uh, you know physical books on my nightstand and on the table, and I'm already got audiobooks lined up that I want to listen to, and so I thought, all right, I'll just do it as the ebook. I'll read you know 15 minutes here, 20 minutes there. Mm-hmm. I got sucked into it, and the great thing. The, so the Are great. Are you reading on an iPad? Um, I, I read on my phone. I have oh the Kindle my app on my gosh, phone. You're um, kidding. Not not kidding at all. So the reason that the ebook. Scrolling. Yeah, yeah, pretty much just flip, just yep. swiping, turning the pages. Uh-huh. Um, the reason that the ebook was great is that it, there's a whole bunch of extra supplemental material that they're able to add because it's an ebook it's digital so they oh. everything is in color like the book isn't printed in color no. but everything in the ebook is in color That's so there's so all these and it's it, the book is hysterical like it's it's set in the 1980s and it's 
it's it's literally the 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 main character her best friend is possessed by a demon Mm -hmm. and it's the story of they're in high school it's the story of what happens so it's all these great 80s flashbacks every chapter is titled with a different song from the 1980s oh my god so it's just super fun i kind of remember you talking about this years ago yes so um dana laviano one of our patrons she actually used to work here she had brought the book in and she said this is a great book i loved it and she mentioned all the 80s references and i kind of looked at it and went what is that and just set it aside and then subsequently found grady hendrix's other books which Mm -hmm. i've read a lot of them and really enjoyed them the covers um, are all visual and very crazy. Yes, so. yes. So yes. highly recommend My Best Friend's Exorcism, especially if you were in high school in the 1980s. You will enjoy all the references. <laughs> and Hoopla actually has a lot of his older books, both in ebook and audiobook form. So okay. And Hoopla, got to use your library card yep. to log in, start borrowing. Yep. So that's, so that's a great resource. And I'm actually glad. I know we were originally going to record the podcast like... Was it a week or two ago? Yeah, a week or two ago. And so I had more time. I had just started a new book, a new audiobook called Essex Dogs by Dan Jones. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that we pushed the podcast out because I was able, now able to talk about it. So I finished it. It's the first book in a new series. It's historical fiction. Ooh, you love but that. But this is historical fiction for if, if you like Hilary Mantel, if you like Ken Follett. So it's not like mm. fluffy women's Epic fiction, tale. historical fiction. Yes. So it's set... Um, it's set in France during the Hundred Years' War. So we're following soldiers for hire who are working. You know, they are fighting. So And, and this is a thing, like, wouldn't qualify as a secret talent, but it's, it's a thing that I don't, I don't talk about a lot. Like, I love battle scenes. Like, I love, love reading battle scenes. But not, like, current war, like, hand-to-hand combat kind of stuff. I love that. Um, so this book was filled with that. And it has a great story. Um, I will say the beginning felt a little bit slow, but mm-hmm. that was before I knew it was the first book in a series. That's why because I thought, it out yeah. So you, there's mm-hmm. a there's a lot of setup. You've got to meet all these characters and kind of understand where they are and what's going on. And but then once that was set, and then you meet this one character, and it's like, oh, okay, here we go, and the story takes off. I really, really enjoyed that. I'm really looking forward to seeing when more. Is, when is the next book coming out? I don't know. This was brand new. It right. literally just came out. I think, you think maybe once in March, a year? maybe once a year. Hopefully, okay. I don't know. That's we'll a good see. Because you um, read yeah. so much. Yeah. Yep. In. Yep. So that was. I really, really enjoyed that. And I will say that one. I enjoyed listening to it mm-hmm. as opposed. I think as opposed to reading the page because the narrator, the man who read the book, does all the different voices. So there's there's literally a, a character. He's just called Scotsman. Mm-hmm. That's his character. So, of course, he's got a very thick Scottish brogue when he does Scotsman. And there's a woman who, a couple different characters that are French. So they have the, I'm not going to even try to do it, you know, um, a French accent, you know, and the, the people who are her English. And there's, there's older people and younger people. Yes, it's more believable. It's more interesting. Um, so that was really a good one to listen to. And that one I found on Libby. Overdrive, I'm sorry. I still you. love Overdrive, but you know, it's Overdrive is dead as of May 1st, so I have to say I Libby. I see a post the other day how <sighs> yeah. to transition to Libby and I, I thought of you and I'm like too soon. Too no, soon. I know. They're going to be they're <laughs> going to be out of her hands. They're going to be kicking me off on May 1st, so I'm I'm Overdrive or die. You're ready. Sorry. Um so other books books that are coming that have just come out in the last month or two that I'd like to read. There's a book called Murder Your Employer. Oh, uh-oh. By Rupert Holmes. <laughs> Is it a house? It's okay, game? Bonnie. Um, <laughs> Technically, I'm not your employer. You're not my employer. It's true, yeah. Um, so it, also first in a new series. This one came out in February. And Joanne actually bought me 
the book. Oh, she she gave it to me. Yeah. Oh. I had I had mentioned it was right after town meeting. I had gone to Toadstool and I said I had seen it, but oh, I had all these other books in my hand and I just couldn't justify buying one more. And then it was about a week later, Joanne showed up and she's like, here you go. Yeah. And she bought it. So thanks, Joanne. Um, she's still out talking to a patron, so I can't thank her in person. But um, that one looks very funny. Um, looking forward to that. There's another book um, that just came out March 7th called The Golden Spoon by Jessa Maxwell. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've heard this described as a cross between Clue and The Great British Bake Off. So it's a mystery thriller. <gasps> Must have. Yes, I'm dying to read that. And tonight, well, by the time everyone listens to this, it will already have happened. But yeah. she is speaking in my hometown of Westerly, Rhode Island Ooh. at a bookstore. The author, Jessa Maxwell. She's oh, there of tonight. This book. Of this book. The author of this book, Jessa nice. Maxwell, is is at Bank Square Books tonight down in Westerly. I and I have plans, <laughs> so I can't go. But that's um, I, that would have been fun. Another book that I'm looking forward to reading is called Burnham Wood by Eleanor Catton. And she won the Man Booker Prize, I can't remember when, for the Luminaries. Mm-hmm. Now, we had a patron here in town. Um, I won't say who it is because I'm talking about the book that they were reading and we don't want to talk about, you know, specific Equals. patron records. Yeah. But um, she will know who she is, uh, who had borrowed this, tried, borrowed the luminaries, and she said she couldn't get into it. She got about 100 pages into it. I can't understand why this woman won the book a prize for this book. It's, you know, renowned. Um, she said, I, I'll give it 100 pages. If I can't get into it after 100 pages, I'm out. So she brought that back. Um, but I'm still interested in reading Burnham Wood. I have not read The Luminaries. Maybe so. it's just a one and done that wasn't great. Yep, it's true. So you never know. Um, but it 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 had uh, sounded like an intriguing story. And then uh, Curtis Sittenfeld has a new book that just came out this month called Romantic Comedy. Ooh. And that Ooh, one. I saw that cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of pink, white and pink. And, yes. Yep, orange, I think, or Good yellow. Cover. Yep, yep. So that one um, uh, I've loved. I think everything that Curtis Sittenfeld has ever written and then Megan Miranda who writes kind of mystery suspense thriller yeah. sort of stuff killer thriller yeah yes exactly yeah yeah uh, her latest book The Only Survivors came out April 11th Excellent. so hers are always fun to read and then uh, quick I just want to mention two books that are upcoming in June Ruth Ware's latest book oh, is yeah. called Zero Days that's coming out June 20th and then Riley Sager her uh, her his their latest book uh, the only one left that also comes out June twentieth. So, it's awesome. Marathon. Yes. Um, I am. I am <laughs> tightening up my. We're having a podcast. We're almost done. Okay. Our good friend Barbara Liscord's here, and she. I just went to grab my um, Black Books Matter book club title because we just started a new title, and it's called The Three Mothers. How the Mothers of Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X, and James Baldwin Shaped a Nation. I just started it on audio on Hoopla, and I'm already loving it because it's very, like, pro-mom. And we picked it for Mother's Day. Have you started it? Have you started it? I haven't started it, but I'm looking forward to it. It's pretty good already. And it kind of talks about, like, do you think these three guys just are awesome on their own? No, it was because of their mothers. And their mothers were activists, of course. (laughs) We We knew it. Like, you know it, but you don't know it. And they said that they have been not erased from history, but there's just no good documentation of who these women were, um, you know, in their day, obviously. So they were black. It was, you know, a time when maybe their fathers might have been mentioned, but not their mothers. So Mm -hmm. I'm really excited about that book. And um, all of our book clubs are pretty strong right now. 
and um, Amy is in the Just the Classic. She leads that. That's mm -hmm. the third Thursday of the month. Mine is the second Thursday of the month. And then Morning Book Discussion meets the first Monday morning. So and I'm gonna... I've got the first, second, and third Wednesdays. Don't forget. But they're done. Your Junior Book Clubs are done. My no? last one, yeah. My last one is tomorrow. Yeah, mm -hmm. so the Junior Book Clubs are wrapping up because that's a school year right. book club. The adults are year-round, mm -hmm. and the friends sponsor yours. Yep. And ours, unfortunately, do not have crafts and food involved. You know what? I think <laughs> we bring should. Food. Have you been working food in? We bring food to just the classics. Whoever is leading the book discussion is responsible for bringing um, some sort of refreshments. And sometimes it's tied to the book, and sometimes it's not. So I think I spoke fun. too soon. I, maybe yeah. I have to join just yes, the classics. Your book club. Um, my book club's on Zoom, so we oh. can drink as much wine as we want. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying the members do, but um, a good book club from home is not <laughs> terrible. But we right. went to Zoom during um, COVID. Yeah. So we kept it because um, my people are very busy and it works for us. And we stick to the one hour and then we're not missing too much um, in our lives by Zooming in and Zooming out. So it works for us and we're going to keep it that way. But are you reading The Invisible Man? Is that you? That is Morning uh, next month. That's that's uh, just the classics. We're going to be discussing that in May. Okay. So uh, we're meeting this week and we're discussing Robinson Crusoe. So exciting. Yeah, I'd never read it. It's it's um, <laughs> I'm only about halfway through it. I think I'm going to have a couple late nights this week, but I'm really enjoying fine. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's got an audio. You just be in your car. Yeah. Right. Um, yes, uh, we'll be pushing, um, I am thinking of doing, drop the tea, uh, an adult summer reading program this year that has something to do. I was on Pinterest looking at other people's ideas mm. and a couple of libraries did a punch card, which I thought was really interesting. Oh. So, um, maybe okay. a 10, uh, a 10 book punch card and you turn that in as a ticket at the okay. end of Ooh, the yeah. summer somehow. So we're shaking yeah. it up a little bit, but of course libraries are about reading. Um, so we want to make sure that we're pushing the reading agenda all summer for all ages. And so, of course, mm -hmm. the book clubs are going to go. Oh, and Cookbook Club is back for the summer. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, yeah. we need a cookbook um, pretty oh, soon. So. Yep, it's almost time to know what book to order. It's yep. almost time. And we'll figure all that out. That sounds like four good dinner parties because mm -hmm. um, you got to explore cookbooks as books also. Yep. So good and good, Joanne. I'm sorry you had a patron that you had to step out. I'm but sorry they were... <laughs> They sure. really, it's they your had week. A lot, yes. They had a lot to say. So yeah. Sorry about mm. that. I had to step out. Now no it's problem. freezing oh, because no. they pushed us outside. It is spring. And I'm cold now. Spring. I can't mm. I'm have to get a cup of tea with our coffee and books. Good idea. Coffee and in books. A second. Every Tuesday, the friends are going to do that until the end of May, until we tell them I to stop. We're going to say the end of time. The end no. of time. I did too. That's where <laughs> my brain went to. I would love to have it till the end of time, but summer reading program is yes. right on the horizon, and there's no way these cookies would last more than five minutes during the summer no right and um, summer's gonna be fun i'm looking forward to it and yeah, uh, we're gonna bring you are <laughs> we're bringing the magic back to the library that's a hint um, i love it i love summer reading program. it's so good i do it's just you're catching me at a, at a time yeah one that. event at a time mm -hmm. first we have to make right. the magic at harry potter so best of luck next week um Thank tell you. madam clearwater uh, that we would love to hear from her if she wants to step by. She's a celebrity. <laughs> and Amy and I are going to hold the fort down. Yep. I'm, I'm the Thank lunch you. lady, Madame Souffle. Mm -hmm. And you've got a big role at the Yule Ball. So, yep. And we couldn't have done it without you and all your design expertise. I know, Amy. So, I love working with you. Yeah. Thank you. All Thank the you. details. All the details <laughs> to make the fun. So good luck good. Um, at the castle. And Thank you. that's it for our podcast. Get outside, everybody. Spring is here. Enjoy. Uh, the weather 
and we'll see you. We might we might be doing podcasts from Wizarding Week. We might capture a moment over right. there and mm. see what's going on. It sounds like exciting times. It's so. good times. I know Josephine would love to talk to you. All right. Well, then let's do it. We'll okay. stop in and check in with her. She's been a world traveler for a year, so we're going to see where she's been. So. Okay. All right, everybody. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.